All right. Well, welcome. This is Colleen Cook, and it's exciting to actually see all of you. That's just a great thing. What a great technology. And you guys are learning to do this, aren't you? Uh, but it does feel better than just audio, I think. But if you're joining us by audio, we're happy to have you there as well. Um, just as an introduction, my name is Colleen Cook. I am a weight loss surgery patient from 1995. This is celebrating my 25th year. 25 years! That's long, long time. That's a big deal. And you're probably looking at me and going, yay, she lived. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Good, good. Well, I'm, again, happy to be here with all of you to share some of these things that I've learned through the years. For those of you that don't know me, I'm going to start, first of all, with um, a little bit of a background. And I'd ask, I'm getting some background noise, so please mute your audio, if you would, please, if you see some noise. Um, and so I'm going to start first of all with a um, uh, for our webinar with the five clues that your WLS honeymoon is over and what to do about it. Okay, so just briefly, my story, um, I'd struggled with weight throughout my entire life. Um, this is a picture of me at nine, a uh, picture of me at 17, uh, 44. I want to tell you a bit about this picture. Um, I had three children and kind of gained and gained and gained and gained a little more uh, as time went on. And I was at a conference of some sort or something and a large group of, group of people and I was talking with someone and there was this man across the room and he identified me who I was to somebody else by he just pointed like this and he said over there she's over there it's, it's that it's that fat woman over there. And I was just so devastated. And there were just so many different things that, that happened. And you remember those years of, of how we just got to do something, got to do something. Um, and so finally, uh, in 1995, I had an open gastric bypass. So that's like forever ago, back in the day before there were laparoscopic surgeries even being done. Um, and it's been just a great, great decision for me. And let me share with you this, um, I thought, might provide you some insight. Um, this is my weight loss progress chart for the first year um, uh, of after having surgery, month by month, as you can see at the top. So I started at 250 pounds. My goal was at 125. And so this was my target line. And it was kind of cool to watch those that use this because as long as I was below the line, the red line is how I actually lost my weight. See how that goes? Mm -hmm. So, so there, it goes like this and down and around. And some people lose and then they plateau for a while and then they lose some more and then plateau. Others kind of go straight down. But anyway, this is, and I ended up at my goal. I lost 125 pounds in one year. I was like, woohoo, <laughs> unbelievable. So I've done something for you to share with you uh, my life at 25 years post-op. Okay, so this is my weight loss progress chart. Um, I've been pretty good at weighing and charting, um, but you'll see this is every year. Okay, so I started at 250 my first year, whoo, clear down to here at 125. And then over the next five years or so, I kind of started creeping back up again and then back down again and then up a little and then down and back and forth and then down and then up a little and then down. So 25 years running, um, I'm maintaining over a hundred pound weight loss. 
um, you know, I deal with 15, 20, 25, <laughs> but I seem to kind of be comfortable right, right in there. So I thought that might be kind of interesting to share with you that that's what my weight loss um, progress has looked like through the years. Um, this is a morph. That's kind of a fun thing that we had done. I'll do that for you again if you, if you want. Let's see if I can get it to go again. Um, huge changes, huge changes. And you guys remember that, don't you? You remember that first year. Um, I want to stop just a second um, before we start into our, our uh, first session uh, discussion. If you would, please, um, just anyone that would like to share um, a little bit about yourself would be great. Um, anything, is, if you're new, if you're out of ways, share a little bit with us. Who'd be willing? Just state your name, if you would, and where you're from. I'll share. Oh, okay. Okay. So my name is Zini Jones, and I had my surgery October 26, 2018. I uh, started at 278 pounds. I am trying to get to 140 pounds. I am right now at 155. I still have about 15 pounds to go. Wow. What yeah. a tremendous, good for you. <laughs> good. And you're getting to that time where it's a little harder. It, <laughs> and it is was definitely it was harder. Yes. Great, great, great. Anyone else like to share? I'll share. Please. Uh, this is Josephine, and I had my surgery. 15 years ago, I believe, 2004, yeah. And over the years, I've gained 30 pounds, and that's what I would like to lose back. Um, I, had, I had, well, I did have it laparoscopically, but the old Ruin Y is what I had, and have gone kind of up and down and up and down and lost track of, you know, exactly what I'm supposed to do. Like you, I went right down. I didn't stop. I went right down. Um, I started at 340 pounds. And Good. my lowest my lowest was 160, 162, and that's where I'd like to be. Wow. Thank you. Well, you know, you know what I know about you, Josephine, is that you are committed to your long-term learning, aren't you? Oh yes. Yes. You, I know that you've done classes, you stay very well connected, and what a great, a great example that is. I think that's the only way to go. I, I whoever is new to this group, don't lose that, and I try to recommend it to anybody I know that's had surgery because it's vitally important. Yes, yep, absolutely. Okay, let's have one more. Anybody else like to share a little bit about your journey, what brings you here? Hi, my name is Portia Darby. I don't know if you can Portia? see. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Portia Darby. Um, I started at 299.04. I am at two, I think I'm at 230. Um, around 230, I checked about a couple of days ago. I'm at 230 now. Um, I, I really want to get down to 150. 
145, 150. I just want to get down to a healthy weight. Um, I, my weight loss did stagger a bit because in the beginning when I started losing all the weight and thought I was Miss Hot stuff, I started drinking in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know if that slowed me down, but um, I'm back on track now and um, I'm not drinking any alcohol or anything at all. I haven't had it in months now. Um, and my weight is starting to drop again, but I just need more motivation, more encouragement, because I know I'm about 30 pounds shy of yeah. where I should okay. be today. Yeah. So. Oh, it yeah. sounds like good. Well, congratulations on so far and for recognizing you. that you need a little boost, need a little, yes. you know, a little gun. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Uh, Grandma, Grandpa, glad everyone's back. That's wonderful. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you guys are mute again, we'll go on and I'll unmute and we'll do some conversation here again in just a little bit, okay? All right, so those, welcome to those who are just joining us. This is my weight loss progress chart. I'm Colleen Cook. This is my journey from 1995. I'm celebrating um, 25 years this year. This is a big deal. That is a big deal. Okay, what brings us here is five clues that your WLS honeymoon is over and most importantly, what to do about it. Okay, so let's jump right in. First of all, and see, and even though it's been 25 years, I remember very clearly what it felt like to, to be um, at that spot at one year, 18 months, right around in there. One of the first clues that things are starting to slow down for you and the honeymoon's over is we start to free me a little bit. We start to, you know, feel our way. We start to say, oh, well, I can eat this. Oh, and I still lose weight, or I miss a little exercise, and I'm still losing, and, and you just um, are just so full of all. Um, and so grateful finally for something that's working for you that you get to that point where you start freewheeling and I, by that I mean kind of detouring and doing your own little thing and find your way thinking I got this like the slide says word of advice is to don't celebrate too soon um, I remember that advice was given to me when I had my surgery 25 years ago by um, two bariatric patients who had who were 10 years post-op at the time I had my surgery. And I lost 100 pounds, was doing great. I had 25 more to go. And she said, don't, and the surgeon also said, don't stop right now. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I know you're feeling good. I know you're happy with where you are, but you've set a goal for yourself. Don't celebrate yet. Keep going, targeting right down there. So that's one, one way. Um, the second way, and I think from what you've said as you've introduced yourself, that you'll show a little bit of a, a review of the basics. Um, at this point in time, it's essential that you know, understand, and own the basics for long-term weight maintenance following your weight loss surgery. And I thought it might be helpful for you um, if we were to go through, let me see if I keep breaking, breaking up, let me be closer to my mic and see if that's something a little like that. Um, so owning, um, let me come a little closer, that helps. All the basics. Yeah, that um, yeah. There we go. Okay, good. Thank you. All right. Um, the success habits of weight loss surgery patients. I'm just going to give you a brief overview. Um, this has kind of been my life's work. Um, I could recognize I started working with bariatric patients um, after my surgery that some were doing well, some were struggling. Um, and so I did a huge survey uh, and um, uh, to uh, identify the most successful patients and find out what it is that they were doing right. 
what it was that they were um, doing. They might have something in common with the other really successful patients. So that has been a very, uh, a very dynamic work that we did all those years ago. Um, the study was published. Um, and the, the success habits of uh, weight loss surgery patients is used in bariatric programs all over the world. I'm very proud of this work because it is research-based and surgeon-recommended. So I want you to, um, to follow along as we, there's books and workbooks and classes and online webinars and all kinds of things for you to learn these, but I thought it would be helpful for those of you who are starting to freewheel to get back to understand what the basics are for long-term weight loss and have you um, uh, own them yourself. Okay, the first one, I'm going to just give you the highlights of what they are. There are six of them. They each have lessons and such uh, within them, but I'm going to show you the, um, the value statement, and we'll talk just uh, briefly about each one. The first one is personal accountability, and the value statement is, I recognize that I alone am responsible for my successes and my failures. This was so apparent among the most successful patients. Um, they get it. And you know that we have heard forever, it's a tool, it's a tool, we know, we know. But the ones that are really internalizing this concept are the ones that are winning long-term. They recognize that they're the ones responsible for success, success and failures. The surgery will get us down there. Like Josephine said, we got down there. And it'll get us that far. But the long-term maintenance is why we did this. It wasn't just to lose for that first couple of years. It was to implement lifetime uh, strategies for maintaining our weight. And one of the key things is regular weighing, um, to weigh regularly. And I'm impressed with those of you that have uh, shared so far um, that you are weighing um, because that is how we're going to manage our weight to give ourselves some leeway five to seven pounds a buffer below where we want to be um, and make sure that we're and when we're new do you remember this do you remember being new and and we were weighing every every 45 minutes because we kept losing and losing and losing. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, but I spent many years being afraid of the scales. So that's important, you know, to think, and I don't want to know. I don't want to know what it is. And we had to be sure that we get over that and we've got some way of being personally accountable uh, and, and, and weighing. Next a principle is portion control. The value statement, I understand the importance of satiety and listen to my body's signals. Our bodies know and we've got to learn to pay more attention and it's not as um, Pro, uh, pronounced as it was when we first had surgery, you know, when you one when one spoonful was way too much and it made us sick. Um, over the years, you know, that lessens up a little bit. But if we eat slowly and know what full feels like and listen to our body's signals, that's a pretty key, pretty key basic. Next one, nutrition, the value statement from our success habits. I make good, healthy food choices each day. And through the years, I've owned this on a good day and some days not so much. In fact, on, on good days, I own all six of the success habits, but life happens and sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Um, but knowing what they are and knowing what we need to get back to is what has been so powerful uh, about learning these success habits and internalizing them and owning them as your own. So good, healthy food choices each day. It will always be mostly protein. Protein. It will always be that we need to let go of all the refined carbohydrates. You know, maybe have some whole grains or oats or something now and then. But the white flour and white sugar, 
evil in my world and likely in yours as well if you're one that struggled with obesity next one fluid intake i drink the right amount of the right beverages at the right time each day we've already heard somebody say and you're letting go of some of the alcohol high in calories sometimes leads to to other habits not being in check like they should be water is always going to be the very best friend um, through 25 years you know i have tried um different types of uh, vitamins we'll get to that in a second but i am back to uh, after 25 years having my vitamins be the crystals that you put in the drink because i get more fluid in um, it gives my day a good start and i get my vitamins in at the same time and so that's been a solution for me and I, i've never been one that mm -hmm. cared for carbonated beverages or alcohol um, but right amount make sure that you're drinking if your weight loss has stalled plateaued a little bit drink more that's a huge thing to flood your body. Um, regular exercise. Um, I have adopted the habit of exercise as part of my lifestyle. This just seems to, it just needs to be who we are. Uh, and part of our life is on a regular basis, either walking or hiking or going to the, going to the gym. Of course, that is that has suffered here lately. Um, but I'll share with you that years ago I learned um, I had some fun with the very uh, with the We Fit. Um, that's a balance board thing that you stand on. You can run and you can, you know, pretend you're riding a bike and climb and and um, so you stand on that and it goes with the um, with the We um, modem. And um, our grandkids were up uh, not too long ago and we had we'd moved years ago and and so we put that got that back up. And so I stood on it and logged in as me and I stood on it and then the thing on the screen said, it has been um, 3,472 days since you've been checked in here. I thought, wow. But I mean, you can't go to the gym. And so this is a thing that I started doing again um, and have a new elliptical in my home. So I'm doing that as well. But exercise got to be there. It must be part of what you're doing. The next one, vitamins and supplements. And the value statement is I take good quality vitamins each day to ensure my good health. Uh, I remember even 25 years ago committing to about a dollar a day for my vitamins. Um, they cost, I'd recommend that you get good quality vitamins that are bariatric specific, that will absorb well for you, that are ones that you enjoy taking, and that, that again must be one of your success habits is your vitamins. So those are the six, portion uh, personal accountability, portion control, nutrition, fluid intake, regular exercise, and vitamins and supplements. And I encourage you, if you don't know what these are, um, it's not rocket science, it's just all of our materials. My book is the number one bariatric bestseller. You can get it on Amazon by the name of The Success Habits of Weight Loss Surgery Patients. It's available as an audio book, it's available as an ebook, um, and it, it highlights the research that we have done through the years of the most successful weight loss surgery patients. So I encourage you to um, absolutely learn these and learn to live them as part of your long-term bariatric lifestyle. All right, back we go. And again, we've got some background noise. So if your audio is on, if you would turn it off, it'd be great. Thank you so much. I a couple of you were getting background noise from. So you start freewheeling, don't celebrate too soon, and absolutely own the basics. The next principle here is to identify your non-negotiables. 
Um, so often we put ourselves last. That's just how we do. And everybody else is, is more important. Everybody else, we need to tend to kids and husbands and, and other people in our, in our lives first. And we're bottom of the list sometimes. But I'd encourage you to know what your habits are. If they align up with success habits, I'd be so pleased for you. But identify what are your non-goals. What are the things in your life you simply must do and the story for you to maintain your weight? Whether it's exercise, whether it's I cannot ever have anything more short, whether it's, um, you know, whatever it may be, identify what it is, okay? Identify what it is and um, make sure that you know um, absolutely what you're, how you go through your day. This has to happen for you. Would anyone like to share? Um, something that you've identified as non-negotiable. I don't want to be the one talking all the time, but for me, That's a right. non-negotiable is um, I have to walk every day. I, when I, when, no matter what, if it's, um, it, it, I walk in the morning before I start working or whenever the weather is agreeable, and since I can't walk on an indoor track when the weather is not agreeable, I go up and down the stairs, but I have to move every day because I know me and I know that that was part of the reason why I gained weight in the first place because I had very little activity in my life. Okay, see, what a huge thing to own and to identify. Thank you so much. Uh, any other comments? And you can put them in the chat. I'm trying to watch that. I don't have help today, so I'm trying to watch the chat as well. If you, if you do not have any negotiables, um, get them. And say, this has happened for me. And secondly, make sure that the people that you love and they put you around, uh, your family members, your work associates, they know this is how it is for you and that they need to support that change. All right, here we go. Next, people stop raving about how you look. <laughs> I remember this. I remember, well, you know, the first year, just like, woo, it's all about me. You see me in the sunglasses, you know, down there. And all people say, oh, well, look at you. A lot of people would say, oh, you're going to blow away. That was a different thing. Oh, good. And, and then one day, I started blending into normal. Um, I, uh, I started, people got used to seeing me at that weight. And I, it was a normal weight. And so when I saw people, I was like, oh, look at you. It was just normal. And that started messing with my mind a little bit. And I thought, oh, what's the matter? Do I not look thin or what? Or do I do something wrong? And it starts messing. Am I, uh, why are they not saying something? And so beware of that time um, because it will come and you'll be just normal and you'll get used to yourself. People get used to yourself. And then it starts to become more routine. Um, one thing that I found has helped me and that will help you, I'm sure, is to make sure that you have clearly identified your personal why. Why did you do this? Why did you have weight loss surgery? What was it? What drove you to do this on a very personal, personal level? If it was about looking better, which it was for me, for sure, my health, of course, but looking better and feeling better was big. But looking better when people start going, who look at you, kind of that goes away. So you've, we've got to connect to your personal why. There's some great power in taking the time to identify your lifetime goals your and to make sure that things that you were doing 
line up with that. That's a whole session in and of itself. And I'm going to share with you a personal uh, motivation, motivator for me. This is a picture. <clears throat> Pardon me. This is a picture of a, a vision board that I did 13, 15 years ago, long time ago, in a visioning goal setting kind of session. And you can see what I've wanted my whole life is a log cabin. I've wanted to, to live in a log cabin in the woods. I want to get out of the city. Um, I, there were some very core things about me that, um, that, that connected to my childhood. So it was a real driving force, something I wanted to do. Um, and you can, I, could, I knew what the plans were. I knew what it would look like. I knew it would have quaking aspens and pines, and, and it would be beautiful and all natural. And we'd have best rooms for our family to come. And, and it was all about family and all about connecting with the, with the woods and the beauty that surrounds us in the mountains. And, and so this was a huge goal that I had. Consistent with that goal was that I could see myself doing that at 250 pounds. I, I knew we would have to build it ourselves if we were ever to afford it. And I knew for us to enjoy that kind of lifestyle of hiking and biking and fishing and kayaking and enjoying the wilderness and, and, and skiing and, and um, snowshoeing, all those things that would be part of that. My weight had to be in mind. I, I had to make sure that I was good and healthy. Um, and so this was a very specific goal. You know about goal setting. Um, we write it down, connect it to your core, understand the why, and then go to work, which we did. Um, four years ago, my husband and I sold our home in Salt Lake City and moved to the Wyoming wilderness in the woods, um, and we built a beautiful log home. Um, you can see some of these things that we had to go through. I lived in that trailer for the winter, <laughs> a record snowfall. It was like unbelievable um, and a lot of the work we did ourselves I can't see myself doing that at 250 pounds you see what I'm going to connect for you is our weight and our health and our life's aspirations and goals and how important it is for you to identify and understand that goal understand how to connect that for this is a picture of my home we couldn't be prouder um it was hard hard work we did things it, it was harder than you'd ever would have thought but here we are and this is where i'm coming from today is our home in on black bear lane in the woods of wyoming this is a huge goal for my whole life and i know that my weight was a, being, making a decision to have surgery and staying connected to my health the best I could through all of these ups and downs was so significant. So, and you're always welcome here. We're, we're near Yellowstone in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So we have guest bedrooms, anybody. <laughs> We'd love to have you come. It's beautiful here. A little snowy in the winter, but great. So number two, when people stop raving about how you look, you start to become normal, Make sure that you've connected your decision to have weight loss surgery, the why you did this the rest of your life and your life's goals. Okay. The next thing, um, it, when they get to that point and the honeymoon starts to be over, is what is next for you? You know, um, losing weight has always been a goal for me. I mean, I always wanted to lose weight, always, 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 what am I going to do? And you're like that too. Oh, I wish I could lose weight. It's always a goal that's out there for you. But after you have weight loss surgery and you get to your goal, and it's like, now what? 
where do I go from here? And they say that um, Olympic athletes that train their entire life to get the gold, you know, to get to be the best in the world at something, to get the gold. when they get there, these athletes sometimes go into some depression. Sometimes they struggle with what's next in life. Now, I believe that to be happy, we have something to look forward to. So now that you've lost weight, or you're getting a handle, or you have a plan to be healthy and well, wherever you are, always keep in front of you what is next? What is next? What is next? Okay? What is next? Now, number three of our five, the scale starts to go in the wrong direction. That's a hard thing to take. You know, we get used to regular weighing as a key habit with our success habit principles. And like I said in the beginning, we weigh every 45 minutes because that's really fun. And then you weigh the most successful patients weigh at least once a week. I can tell you that from our research, hands down. They know exactly where they're at. They stay within a few pound range of, of where we want to be and weigh regularly so you know where you're at. So first of all, um, if you're weighing, I, let's give yourself credit and kudos for that to begin with, because as we talk, some of us hate the scale. Um, but if you're weighing, that is a maintenance long-term habit that is apparent in all the successful long-term surgery patients. Know where you're at, weigh regularly, and know where you're at, and give yourself credit for that. Uh, plateau panic. If you are with us today and you're still losing and not quite to your goal weight yet, if you're in the first couple of years and you've kind of leveled off somewhere, let me share this with you. What we have found is that sometimes our bodies will stall a little while at a weight that you were at for a long period of time. For instance, if you lost really good and then you got to a certain weight and stayed there for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, that you may have been at that weight throughout high school, or you may have been at that weight for a long time as a young mom or, or whatever, and your body's going to realign itself. So stick with it. If you're trying to break the plateau, get back to those basic habits. Exercise and drinking water are the two biggest things that will help you break through um, a plateau. Um, the next thing is that you recommit to your uh, um, lifetime management plan. Now, I know um, we've dealt with bariatric surgical programs all over the world. All the surgeons have a different way of thinking. Dietitians kind of think differently. But what they have in common is that they'll provide a pretty strict plan for their bariatric patients for about the first year. Um, eat this phase one then phase two and then eat this and then I remember so clearly when I got down to my goal weight going into the surgeon's office and saying um, so ta-da you know I made my goal I'm so proud I've been so grateful and I've kept all the rules and I'm eating like I should and exercising and everything and so now that I'm my goal weight what do I do now and I'll forever remember the surgeon said I'll be honest with you don't know what to tell you Eat less, exercise more, call the American Heart Association, um, um, just, you know, just be smart. And I thought, wow, I've got to have more than that. I mean, I remember the Weight Watchers, years of Weight Watchers, where they handed me my little booklet, and every week I could go to something to keep myself connected and learning and learning and growing um, and, and to learn to manage my weight. So, so there needs to be, in each of our lives, a lifetime management plan. We're not going to eat two ounces forever. 
Um, and, and so to go back to cutting down your portion control and to just, you know, just a couple of ounces um, is li not likely that it's going to be a management plan for long term. And this has been so individualized. We have a bariatric reset program that helps patients. This is an online you can do with a coach and kind of identify for you what foods are your problem. What are your issues with what you're going to eat? When you start to gain so much weight, what are you going to do to get it back off? What is working for you? Um, what foods cause weight gain? And this takes a long time because everyone's metabolism is different. Everyone's lifestyle is different. And so what I'm encouraging and inviting you to do is to know that for yourself. You need to find out what it is that works for you what doesn't work for you and create and customize a plan for maintaining and create and customize a plan for back on track when you mess up when you start to gain a little bit where are you going to go with that that is pretty pretty key all right next number four this is an aha for a lot of people um, number four clue that you're you know, in the end of your honeymoon phase is that you go aha and you realize that you should have paid more attention to your bariatric team. And I share this with bariatric professionals because so much of the education that we get is prior to surgery. What am I going to eat when I get home? What will I eat in the hospital? Will it hurt? All about the surgery, my family. Um, and your, our minds are so focused on surgery. They're so focused on that part of it that when the dietician says, oh, you'll need to do this and that, we're only kind of listening. <laughs> we're not paying as close attention to that part because we figure we'll get to that later. Um, and then after surgery, and so often we see bariatric programs that when we ask them about what they have for their patients for long-term education, what they have for long-term education is really pre-op education and what kind of surgeries they do and what you can expect and what it's like in the hospital. It's not really bariatric lifestyle education. Uh, and that is why I created bariatric support centers 20 years ago is to create a place where people could come to learn, share and implement and customize their own bariatric lifestyle for the rest of the story. It's not just about that first year. That's not why we did this. We did this to give us a tool for long term. So you come to a spot when now you're listening. Now we are listening. And again, I encourage you to learn what successful long term patients know and then do what they did. That is what Success Habits um, has been all about all of these years. Know what, learn what they know and do what they did because we've had too much research to indicate that these success habits principles work. And it's a very, you've seen that thing that says, eat this, not that. It is very simple. Our research that we did a few years ago with Stanford University um, just um, uh, provided some great validity um, to all of these success habit principles. Learn what those success habits are and do what they did for your long-term success.
The book is in its third edition, and I interviewed patients 12, 15 years after the first book um, and to see how they were doing and how they were implementing these. And I just this, do this, not that. It's very, very clear. Okay, next, engage, enroll, and participate. Um, there are so many classes, workshops, webinars, online things going on, online support groups. There's a three very large, fabulous um, bariatric conferences. We hope they get on track for 2020 with all that's going on. We hope we'll be able to gather again. Uh, attend them, participate with them, engaging them, um, enroll in classes, and some of these online things that are happening so that you can stay connected. The next one that we see happening, this is number five of five, clues that your WLS honeymoon is about over. Number five is you stop going to support groups because you think they are for newbies. Um, and that has been something we have worked throughout our, our years in the bariatric professional community is to help bariatric programs broaden and and infuse greater content into support groups for longer-term patients. Um, because it's not just for the new guys, but sometimes the newbies monopolize what's going on. And, and more veteran patients get tired of going and answering questions for them when they say, oh, well, I stopped losing this week. And, and, and that's an important conversation. But we also need to provide some life style, long-term lesson plans and content for us. So if keep this in mind that if you don't need the meetings, because you think you've got it, you know, I've learned all those things, it's always the same thing, recognize that the meeting may need you. Um, and so often we have our facilitators that go through our training courses that say, I am doing this and I'm going to start a new support group or I'm going to, I want to teach that contract class, whatever it may be. They're one of their motivating factors is to keep themselves on track. Um, and uh, so that is, that's a good thing. If you want to go down that road, we'll surely talk about that another time. Um, but there's a need for successful patients to be willing to give back to this community by paying it forward, by sharing your time and your story. So again, I encourage you to, to engage, to share, um, and to support others. It'll help you stay on track to be sure. Okay, let's go back over these again, and then I'm happy to just open it up to some questions, okay? Um, so the five clues that your WLS honeymoon is over. Number one, you start freewheeling. Number two, people stop raving about how you look. Number three, the scale starts to go in the wrong direction. Number four, you realize you should have paid more attention to your pediatric team. Number five, you stop going to support groups because you think they're just for newbies. Okay, so there are our five. Let me open it up to some questions. Anyone have any questions they'd like to discuss?
Okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this next slide and then I'm going to turn off the recording. Okay. Um, and so, so that we can, we can uh, have the recording for those that want to play it back later and then we'll turn that off and then we can just talk more openly. Okay. So following this webinar where I'm going to send you an email, you should uh, receive it within the hour. Um, you receive a download to um, the five clues that your weight loss surgery honeymoon is over and what to do about it. Handout. Um, I'm going to send you a link. Uh, I have put the Success Habits book on sale at Amazon through the 30th of April. So if you don't have that, get that. Um, I'm sending you a link to Back on Track programs, a link to our telephonic and online support groups that our licensees facilitate, and a savings coupon over uh, off some bariatric e-learning courses. Okay, so thank you so much for your participation. Uh, we hope you enjoy and be sure to watch for that email. All right.